0: December 9th, 2022. This morning's class is dedicated in honor of Jared and Annette Feldman on the birth of their new grandson to Joe and Marcy Gamal. It's dedicated as well in loving memory of Audrey Levy, Hanabat Batrachel by the Levy family. We're in Massechid Sanhedrin and Daf Gimala five lines from the bottom. The Gemara is continuing its discussion of that Beraita, which was cited earlier, which mentioned many cases where if a person went against one of the Isurim from the Torah, they're punished by mitabi Deshamain. The Gemara is looking for the source with regards to each one of those. Five lines from the bottom, two words before the end of the line. It says the Gemara Upru'i Rosh, Piru'i Rosh is a circumstance where the kohen grew out his hair, over 30 days without getting a haircut, and then did the avodah ba-mikdash, then worshipped and serviced in the mikdash, Punishable by Mitabi shamaim. What's the sourcing for that? Dichtiv, as the Pasuk says in Sefiyah Haskel, Verosham lo, yigalehu, lo So, on the one hand, the Pasuk says they need to make certain that they don't shave their hair with a razor. But furthermore, says the Pasuk, lo yishalehu. they can't outgrow their hair. Uchtiv batre. And then shortly afterwards, the pasuk says, Yain lo Yishtu. They shouldn't be intoxicated on the job when they're involved in the mikdash. Itkash. There's a hekesh. There's a juxtaposition of two isurim. On the one hand, paru On the other hand, lishtu yayin. Ma In the same way, we derived just a few moments beforehand in the Gemara, the last lines we read yesterday that shitu yayin. If a person were to be, if a kohen were to be uh, intoxicated on the job, it's bimita they're punished by mitabi deshamaim. Af so too peru Erosh Bimita, If a kohen is uh, working with a outgrown hair, in other words, they haven't cut their hair within thirty days, they too get mitabi deshamaim. Continues the Gemara, finishing off that beraita, which again was cited earlier with regards to many cases where there's mitabi deshamaim. But then at the very end of it, the beraita told us there are situations where it's not punishable by mitabi deshamaim. Aval arel Onen, Yoshev, Be'azhara. The Beraita said these three cases arel, a Kohen who uh, worships in the mikdash but doesn't have a Berit Milah. Now it's not that he just doesn't have a Berit Milah. that would be punishable by Mitabi or Karet even if he wasn't in the Mikdash. It's specifically a situation where Meto echav mehamat milah. As we mentioned earlier, the Gemara Masechet Yevamot explains that if a person has in their family some sort of disease which is caused by milah, and it's proved by the fact that his brothers before him got milah and died shortly afterwards, uh, he doesn't need to get a milah. He nonetheless can't worship in the Mikdash. If he did so, it's B'azhara, says the Beraita. It's not punishable by mitabi It's rather a mitzvah lo ta'aseh. He would get lashes for doing so. Onen is a circumstance, according to the Torah, where on the first day after death of a family member, uh, they're considered an onen. There are many halachot. The primary one for us is that they can't worship in the Mikdash. And Yoshev means that instead of standing up, they sit down while they do the Avodah by Mikdash. In each of those cases, it's Be'azhara. Says Gemara, let's deal with each one, one by one. Arel, Minalan, two lines from the bottom. Ask the Gemara, Arel, an uncircumcised kohen, how do you know that he... Gets an azharah that he's warned from worshiping in the mikdash under such circumstances. Amarav hastah davarze mitorat Moshe Rabenu, lola madnu. There's no explicit mention in the Torah that tells us that a Kohen, who's in Arel, is uh, punished by uh, Azhara, that there's some sort of warning. Happens to be the fact that it's not in the Torah, even though, as the Gemara told us earlier on bet, the fact that we found the Pasuk and Sefer Hez- Yehezkel, as we'll find in just a moment. Uh, nonetheless, there's no Malkot, because yes, it has the strength of... We have tradition that this is binding on a Torah level, but the fact that it's not, not mentioned explicitly in the Torah tells us it's just azhara You wouldn't get Malkot for it as well. So, anyway, says the statement here in the Gemara, We don't find this explicitly in the Torah which Moshe handed to us. Until later on, until we found it in the Pasuk, which Yehazkel, again, wasn't Mehadesh. That's what the Gemara made clear to us on Daf It's not that Yehazkel. Brought forth a halacha which wasn't relevant and wasn't true beforehand. It's just that we we followed it based on halacha lo moshe Based on the words of scale it was then transcribed as then placed as part of our Tanakh. As the Pasuk says, So the Pasuk mentions two types of individuals who are Kohanim. Uh, One is a Ben Nechar. Now it sounds like he's a non-Jew, but as Rashi points out at the bottom here of Daf Pegim Bet, it says, Rashi, Kohen mumar la'avodat kohavim, shuhu arel lev ukshen v'nitnacheru ma'asav la'aviv Shabashamaim. The word Nechar means like stranger, mean like outsider. And as a result of this Kohen, uh, being a Mumar Avodazara, which means to say he's not he's not in on the plan of Avodat Hashem. He doesn't have fear of God. He's rather uh, swayed and uh, worshipping zara. But at the same time, he's working in the Mikdash. That's what we refer to in the Pasuk when it says, not a non but someone who's a Kohen, who was his actions, so to speak, became foreign to his true father in heaven. But more important for our purposes is that the Pasuk mentions afterwards, basar if a person on their flesh is arel they're uncircumcised in such a circumstance lo yavi lo yavo says the pasuk el mikdashi so the pasuk warns that they shouldn't enter the mikdash doesn't say anything about mitah and as a result we understand there's no mitah bide but there is an azhara onen minalan how do you know as well that an onen has an azhara again person on the first day after the death of a close family member is prohibited from entrance and involvement in the Avodash Bamkdash, Tihtiv, as the Pasuk says, Omina Mikdash Loyese. Now, it's important to understand the context of this pasuk. This pasuk is talking about when the Kohen Gadol has a family member who passes away. In that situation, the Torah tells us, The Kohen Gadol is different than the Kohen Hedyot, than the rest of the Kohanim. Because for him, he shouldn't leave. And by so doing, by staying in the Mikdash, he will not be profaning the Mikdash Elohav of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, the way the Gemara then is Midayek is specifically him, meaning the kohen. Ha'achir, if it was one of the kohane hediot, if it was one of the other kohanim, not the kohen Gadol shelo yasa, who didn't leave, he would be mechalel. The fact that the Pasuk says the Kohen Gadol should stay in. And by staying in, he won't be mechalel. We understand that anyone else who stays in and doesn't go out, they would be mechalel. Says the Gemara, all right, we understand that derasha. That's very much understandable with regards to seeing the Pasuk as a, as a diuk if the Kohen Gadol can and should stay anyone else should not Amar le Ravada le rava Ravada however remarked Ravah I get that it's an Azharah but maybe it should be more than that venelaf <speaking in Hebrew> we should learn Gezera Shavah Hilul Hilul Mitiruma Why don't we learn a Gezera Shavah from again uh, we've been talking a lot about this Pasuk where the Torah warns the Kohanim who are Tmeim when they're impure not to eat tiruma Tehorah and over there the Torah tells us there's we have the derasha of gezerah shavah. There's lashon hilul hilul. The Torah mentions that lashon of Loya yechalil and and so on and so forth. And as a result, we should make a derasha ma lehalan b'mita. The same way you find by. Kohen, Tame, Sheachal, Tiruma, hora, it's Mitabi Afkan. So, to an hour situation, which is Onen, where the Pasuk says, Veloye Halel, and we have that Lashonah Hidula as well, Be Mitah, there should be a Hayuv Mitabi It shouldn't just be an Azhara, which is hard and difficult in and of itself, uh, but it should be more than that. It should be Mitabi Deshamayim. Says the Gemara Ravah responded to Ravah Adah, Mi Ketiv Be Begufe. Does the Pasuk say, in the Context of the kohen hediot leaving the mikdash that he's mehalil. That's what I never said. That miklala kaate. It's only derived from the general mention. What we mean by this is the pasuk as I mentioned a few moments ago is specifically talking about the kohen gadol. It says about the kohen gadol. If he stays in, he won't be mehalel. We then miklala. We made a derasha that a kohen hejot. If he does go in, would be mehalal. But that's not explicit. That's what you call a diuk. That's what you derived from the pasuk, not that which was stated explicitly in the pasuk. And as a result, says Rava, Davar Min It's a matter which comes from a general mention. We might call that a diuk, something that's derived and not explicit. And the principle, the law that we have with regards to derashot from the Torah and understanding their halacha. We don't have Gezerah Shavah, a step removed from and beyond the initial derasha, we don't go. If you have a Dirashah, a Diuk in the Pasuk, it stops there. If you have something explicit in the Pasuk, you can then link it up with what's called Gezerah Shavah. Otherwise, no Gezerah Shavah for Davar haba Min hakilal, and we stay status level with regards to Kohen Onin, that the halacha is Ba'azhara and not mitabi Shamaim. Continues the Gemara. We have the third of those, and final of those three cases, which are not punishable by mitabi deshamaim, but rather beazharah. That was Yoshev Says the Gemara, Yoshev minadan. How do you know that if the Kohen is doing his avoda biyishiva instead of standing, he's sitting, that he's that he's uh, beazharah, not mitabi deshamaim, but there is a strict warning. Amarava, Amarav Nachman, Amar Kera. He cites a pasuk here from Sefer Devarim, Kibol Bahar Adonai Elohecha mikol shivatecha. because he from all of your tribes, of course, referring to the Kohen, was chosen to stand and to worship and to service in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Pasuk then says, Amidah It's telling you that I chose him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, exclaims, I chose him to stand in the worship. That's the most honorable and appropriate and necessary way of avodah. V'lot liyeshiva, but not for yeshiva. Okay, that wraps out those cases in the Beraitah. But just a bit more with regards to the details that we saw in the Beraitah. Ba'al We saw mentioned in the Beraitah. Ba'al If there's a Kohen who has a mum, who has a blemish? What's the halakha in such a circumstance? We saw it as a mahlok. Rabi Omer, bimita, Rabi, his opinion, Rabi Udahnasi says that it's punishable by mitabi deshamayim. Hachamim omrim, they disagree. They say, Be'azhara it might still be prohibited. That's be'azharab. It doesn't have mitabi Of course, the Gemara is going to wonder why and what are they disagreeing about? Ma'ita ta'ameh derbi? What's the reasoning of Rabbi who says that there's mitabi de'shamaim on a baalmum on a Kohen who has a blemish tiktiv, as the Pasuk says, cites a Pasuk here from Sefer Vayikra, again, Perek Aleph, Ach el haparochet lo <laughs> yavo, ve'l ha'mizbeach lo yigash, bo, ve'lo את מקדשי אני אדוני so the Pasuk says, if he has this moon on him, he should not enter into the inner sanctum. And furthermore, he should, by staying out, not be mehalil, my mikdash. Of course, the, the, the conclusion, because I am God who's uh, who brings forth that kedusha. But the Pasuk, you may have noticed, says he should not enter. And if he were to enter, of course, we understand, he would be mehalil, because by staying out, he's not mehalil, we're very sensitive at this point to the Lashon of Veloya Halil says Rabi alif hilul hilul mitiruma. we learn then a gezera shava from where the pasuk said the lashon of hilul, we've been talking about this for the last daf and a half or so, and as a result of the Torah explicitly saying in that context that it's punishable by mitah shamayim, so too, says Rabbi over here, where the lashon of the pasuk is hilul as well, the same way over there was bimita bidei afkan, so too over here, when we're dealing with a kohen lamikdash ve'avad, his punishment would be bimita as well, says the uh, the question we're oh, at this point already conditioned for. So as a Gemara, why are you learning hilul, hilul, gezerah shava, from ba'amum kohen, to Tamesh tameshachal Teruma kohen, of hilul, hilul. Why not learn that same style gezerah shava from a different situation? Of course, that is notar venelaf. Hilul, hilul min notar. By notar as well, the situation where a person left over from their korban later than the prescribed and necessary time of dealing with it according to the Torah. And the punishment according to the Torah is karet, it's a higher uh, level severity punishment. Why is it that we're learning about Kohen Arel sheshimesh from Kohen Tamesh uh, why don't we instead learn it from Notar same way by Notar where there's the Lashon of Hailul, the profaning word in the Torah and it's punishable by Karet, the higher level death by heaven, Afkan, so to over here, Kohen Arel should be Bekaret answers the Gemara and we're conditioned for this as well already, the Gemara says there's more logic based on our understanding to compare the Kohen um, Baalmum to the situation of the Kohen Tamesh than to compare it to the uh, situation of Notar. How so? It makes more sense for us to compare. The the uh, the situation to ruma situation why so she because after all they're both pesul haguf mi pesul haguf they're both dealing with situations where there's a pesul a blemish on the body. Of course, the kohen, who's a ba'almum, is quite literally blemished in his body. And the kohen, who's tame as well, we look at him, we say he's invalidated because of his body status. That's, of course, in contrast, and as opposed to notar, where it has nothing to do with the body of the person. It has to instead do with the fact that the flesh of that animal was not treated appropriately in the proper amount of time. Adir says the Gemara, quite the opposite. I could argue that notar is more similar. I got your similar- similarity, but minotar havale de-melaf. We should instead Compare the Kohen Baalmum to Notar. Why so? Shekin Kodesh. On the one hand, they're both dealing with matters of Kiddushah, meaning Kodashim, issues that are dealt with with regards to an animal in the Mikdash. Um, um, notar is easy, that is the animal which was left over. Uh, kohen Baalmum is dealing with his worship in the Mikdash when he's dealing with animals as well, Kodashim. Pinim, they're both dealing with entrance into the inner area as opposed to Teruma, Notar and Kohen Baal Mum of course have to do with the Avodah in the Mikdash Pigul, the fact that if you had in mind to eat the Korban in the improper time, there's an isur from the Torah called Pigul, that's relevant both to Notar as well as to Kohen Baal Mum, in other words it's another way of describing the fact that this has to do with Kodashim, the entrance into the Mikdash Pigul, lastly Notar we've seen each of these mentioned in the past for describing a similarity with regard to, as opposed to Tirumah, which is outside of the Mikdash. It is a matter of Kiddushah, but it's not the same level. It's not having to do with the Avodash of Mikdash. Notar is similar in all these respects to the Kohen Baalmum, and as a result, we should say the Kohen Baalmum has a higher level severity. Learn Hilul, Hilul from Notar to say it's BeKareth instead of Notar, Notar from Tirumah to say that it's Mitabi enters Answers the Gemara Ela, uh, the answer instead should be um, that the reason that Kohen Baalmum According to Rbi it's punishable by Mitabideshamaim. You're right. It's not from Chiluch Huluf, from Tirumat mea, Rather, Elamitamesh Mitamesh Gamar. Pesul Haguf, Mi Pesul Haguf. Kodesh Penim Pigul venotar, Mikodesh Pinim Pigul venotar. You have almost a identical similar uh, identical uh, uh, character traits with regard to a tameh she'shimesh. If a person is tameh and he enters into the mikdash and is not eating from the tirumah, in such a circumstance, it's punishable as we derived earlier in the Gemara with mitabi And you can go down the list of circumstances and situations and say that it's very similar to kohen ba'almum. mum. means he has a bodily blemish, whereas a Kohen who's a Tameh has a bodily uh, invalidation. Uh, but with regards to what they're doing, what they're involved with, they're identical to the extent that they're even more similar than Notar because they're both Pesul Haguf. They're both dealing with a bodily issue as opposed to something external. And as a result, Ribi settles his case and he says, that's why I believe that a Kohen Ba'almum, if a kohen has a blemish which invalidates him from avodah Bamikdash, and he does so anyway, mitabideshamaim. How does he derive it? What's his derasha? He learns it with gezerah shavah from a situation of kohen Tamesh Says the Gemara What about the who disagreed? We saw just a few lines ago it was a mahlok between the B and Hachamim. Hachamim says it's only beazharah, and nobody wants to violate azharah, but it doesn't have the same severity as mitabideshamaim. Amar kera bo. The Pasuk says explicitly that the Hilul is Bo. Bo is telling you it's only in this situation and not as well in a ba'almum circumstance. Uh, tosafot wonders that word bo we had mentioned in the pasuk, how come we had so many other halachot which were learned from this gezerah shava and we didn't knock it out by saying bo. And answers Tosafot, we're going to include situations which have to do with tum'ah as opposed to ba'almum. All those other situations were specifically similar with regards to the fact that we're dealing with a, 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 a impurity. Uh, something that's tame, and as a result, they're included in the Gezer Shava, But the word Bo still will be a Mi'ut, it'll still exclude something, and the Gemara is suggesting, according to the Chachamim, it excludes specifically um, the circumstance, the situation of Ba'almum, who's a Kohen, who's in the Mikdash. Continues the Gemara, Hezid uh, One of the last cases we had mentioned there in the Beraita ca- was a case where uh, the person purposefully... Um, benefits and enjoys, gets Hana'a from the Kodashim, in a situation where, if they did it accidentally, it would be what's called me'ilah, me'ilah's accidental enjoyment and use of the kodashim. In that situation, we know explicitly from the Torah, the person has to bring a asham, a korban. He has to pay the value of what he benefited. He has to pay Homesh. He has to pay a fifth on top of that as a penalty. But what's the halakha with regards to if you did a b'mezid? Do you get even more? Do you get mitabi Shamaim? What was the halacha in such a circumstance? Said the Gemara. Said the Beraita. Rabbi Omer b'mita. حخمی مومین به Mahlokit as well over there with regards to Rabi and Chachamim. Rabbi says Hezid b'Meilah uh, b'Mita. Chachamim disagree and they say it's only be Mayta maita Rabbi. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Amar Gamar Het Het mitenuma. He has a Gezerah Shava from Kohen Tameh she'achal in both that situation and a Hezid b'Meilah. The Torah uses that lashon Het and we have a tradition to link the two together to tell you Malahlan b'Mita Afkan b'Mita. The same way by so too, over here, in our specific situation of Again, the Chachamim disagree, and they say you can't derive it from there, because as we mentioned earlier, the Lashon of the Pasuk is that the Chilul is Bo. Bo means in it. That seems to be a Mi'ut, means to be minimizing. It's telling you only in, very similar to this, as Tosafot explained for us, as Rashi implied as well, if it's a Tum'a circumstance, as opposed to over here. It's terrible. Nobody should be Mezid B'Me'ila. But it's... It's not betumah, it's not exactly likened to terumah, where the person ate a betumah, and as a result, it's be'azherah, not be'mitabideh uh, Lastly, we go back to our Mishnah, and the Mishnah talked about la- that, that situation of zar she'shimesh bamikdash. We saw in the Mishnah, was between bi'akivan hachamim. What's the halacha with regards to a zar, a non-kohen, who does shimush bamikdash, who uh, enters into the mikdash and does avodah. What's the punishment? It's certainly um prohibited the Torah says that explicitly. What's the punishment? The Gemara now will quote for us a Beitaita. Tanyah ribish meilomer, ne'emar kan ve'hazar hakarev yumat. B'ne'emar lehalan kol hakarev hakarev umishkan Adonai yamut. So the pasuk on the one hand says Zar, no stranger should enter into the Mikdash. This is in the aftermath of Het Korach. And then the Pasuk said beforehand, Kol Hakarev Hakarev El Mishkan Adonai Yamut. That was Am Yisrael <clears throat> turning to Moshe, very angrily and very nervous, threatened by the fact that many people had died. The 250 people had been had died in the rebellion of Korach against Moshe and HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Aharon. And as a result, well, let's look at these two Pasukim. One Pasuk says, make certain that no Zarn No non-Kohen enters into the Mikdash. Great. And then the pasuk earlier, which mentions that Lashon as well, similar Yumat is talking about after the death of. God to the people. It was God who burnt those makrive ish, those people who brought the ketoret, the 250 people are part of the rebellion of Korah. Well, the same way that first Pasuk, which was talking about those people who brought that ketoret in their rebellion of the rebellion of, of Korah and they got killed by God incinerating them, burning them, that's what we call Mitabi So too, when the Pasuk says, Ve'hazar ha-karev says Rabbi says, Ishmael, it must be Mitabi Deshamaim. Right? Do you understand? in other words, the derashah is circumstantially. The fact that the pasuk mentions yamut and yumat, similar one to the other, in one period after the other. And the first, yumat, when Am Yisrael are uh, exclaiming that, kol, uh, kol, excuse me, yamut, Kola karev il mishkan adonai, yamut, and that's talking about mitabi shamaim, ma lehalan bide shamaim, same way that pasuk is in the context of mitabi bideh afkan, so to the warning, the prohibition in the Torah of Hazar ha-karev yumat if a stranger, meaning a non-kohen enters into the Mikdash and deals there and, and and worships there, gets put to death that's also Bidei Rabbi Akiva does Rabbi Akiva respond to Rabbi Ishmael Rabbi Ishmael has what seems to be a, a solid Gezera Shava mat Yamut, they're both The uh, First one's explicit that it's talking about mita That's what God did to the people, and then as a result, we can derive that the zar whose karev is put to death by mita Rabbi Akiva kan yumat yumat. Well, it says Rabbi Akiva to be a little sharper in the wording. And the Gemara will be explicit about this in a moment. Rabbi Akiva says, both the, this pasuk that I'm citing about a navi who prophesies about Avodah zara, is the Lashon, the pasuk, he gets put to death, Yumat, as well as call, uh, Hazar Hakarev is Yumat, that's sharp, that's exactly the same word, Yumat, will be put to death. Now that's a little bit different than the pasuk that you were citing, Rabbi Ishmael, which was Am Yisrael's expression where they said, Yamut. So instead of having a Yamut likened to Yumat, I have a Yumat likened to Yumat. And the same way the Navi Sheker, who's prophesying about, the prophet who's prophesying about Avodah gets put to death, as he's going to tell us uh, with sikila so too as well, the Zar HaKarev, it's not punishable by death from Shamaim, from heaven, but rather from Betin, Biskila. Again, says Rabbi Akivar, Biakivawmir, Neimar Khan Vahazara Karev Yumat, Veneimar Lehalan Hahu Oh Holim Ha Hahu Yumat, Malahalan Biskila. Same way that second Pasuk, which we cited of the Navi, the false prophet who's prophesying in the name of Avodazara from Sefer Divarim, is Biskila Afkan, so to. Our situation of the tzar, the non-kohen who enters the mikdash biskila if he does so and worships in the mikdash. Lastly, it says the beraita is a third opinion. He says, "Listen to Biakiva. I agree with your derasha. I agree with likening the tzar, the non-kohen in the mikdash, to the case of the navi sheker. However, I think the punishment is different." A Afkan and says says this last opinion, Rabbi Ochanan ben Nuri says Rabbi Akiva, I liken it to the Navi Sheikh, but the Navi Sheikh is not punished by skila but rather by Hanik, by strangulation. And as a result, I'll say that the zar ha uh, in the Mikdash is also b uh, That being the case, we have a three-way machloket here in this Biraita. Rabbi Shmail maintains, Mitabi bidei zar shishimish. The next opinion, that of Rabbi Akiva, Sekila. The third and last opinion is uh, Rabbi Ohanam ben Nuri, and the punishment according to him is chenik. It says the Gemara, what is it that they're disagreeing about? Peleg means half. What are they split on? Of these three opinions, Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva says the Gemara. Let's start with those two opinions. The first being Rabbi and the second Rabbi Akiva. Akiva says Yumat MiYumat Yumat says the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva, as we mentioned just a moment ago, believes that it's easier and better to learn Yumat from Yumat. When the explicit and specific word in the Torah is yumat as opposed to yamut, so that's likening that word yumat of the zar ha-karev to the yumat of the Navi Shekir, instead of as you suggested it would be shma'el, yumat. Tiyamut, which was a reference to the words of Mitabi where Am Yisrael talk about Adad Korach, the two hundred fifty people. Rabbi Ishmael Savan, Danin Hediot mehedyot Danin hediot Minavi. Rabbi Ishmael counter says, "Listen, I understand that the wording is more sharp and specific according to you, Rabbi Akiva. However, the concept is more specific and sharp according to me because I'm arguing that we're talking about a non-Kohen from a non-Kohen. The same way those two hundred fifty people died because they were non-Kohanim, and so." to Hazar HaKarev is talking about a non-Kohen whereas according to you you're talking about a Navi who's no Hedyot he's no simpleton and you're comparing that to the Zar the hediot in the Mikdash not as sharp in terms of concept Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva how does he respond I understand he's got the linguistics what about the conceptual similarity that Rabbi Ishmael raised Kevan and the Yot even the Navi Sheke, you said he's on a higher level, he's got an elevated status because he's a prophet. Kevan Sheidiach, once he went off the straight path, meaning he prophesied about Avodah Zarah. You're dealing with no greater simpleton than him. He's no longer considered someone who's a higher stature and status. He's the uh, lowest of the low. He went from the highest, but the fact that he went off brought him down, and it makes him similar in that respect to even the Zahar sheshimesh Says the Gemara Okay, so now that we settled the Machlok between B'Akivan and B'Ishmael those first two, if it's Mitabideh Shemayim Sikila. Now, what's this disagreement about Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan ben they both agree it's mitabide bidei Excuse me, it's mitabide mitat betin. They disagree, however, on the specifics. Is it sikila or is it haneq? And they're both learning from Navi Shekeh. So what are they disagreeing about? Answers the Gemara, biflukta, deri bishim'on verabbanan. They're disagreeing about a, a, a similar mahlokit, which you have later on, between Rabbi Shimon. And the hachamim. This is the is recording the Gemaranda of Peteta Mutbet. And over there, the Gemara recites a de If there's a Navi, a prophet who's Hidiyah, who goes off the path, goes off the straight path, and starts prophesying about Abu Dazara, Bisqila. And the punishment, according to the Chachamim, is Biskila. Of course, we're uh, paralleling that to the opinion of Akiva over here. Rabbi Shim'on, Omer, disagrees, and that's who Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri aligns himself with. He says it's with strangulation. Well, that settles our Beraita. We now understand each of the opinions, where they derive it from, and why they maintain what they do. Says so, the Gemara, I have one last issue to deal with. tenan Akiva, Omer, Our Mishnah... Upon which all of this was built and mentioned, happened to have mentioned a machlok between Hachamim and Biakiva. What's the halacha with regards to a zar she'shimesh? According to the Hachamim, it was mitabi According to Biakiva, it was behenek. Well, according to this beraita, Biakiva is disagreeing with Biohanam ben Nuri. He's maintaining that it's biskila, not behenek. So we have a contradiction now between the Rabbi Akiva as mentioned in our Mishnah, who said Henek for Azar and the Rabbi Akiva as mentioned in this Beraita, who says Sekila for Azar shishimish. It says the Gemara, didn't our Mishnah teach us Rabbi Akiva Bechenek? Answers the Gemara, It's two different authors of the Mishnah, two different rabbis from the time of the Mishnah, who are quoting what they understood to be the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So, in other words, it's not that Rabbi Akiva contradicted himself per se, it's rather that the author of our Mishnah and the author of the Beraita each understood the opinion of Rabbi Akiva differently. How so? Matnitin Rabbi Shimon. The Ali Akiva Beraita Rabbanan Vali Bi Akiva. Our Mishnah, which says it's bechenek, that would be following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, whom we just cited from Daf Petit. Rabbi Shimon says that a navi is punishable by Henek. In turn, if you have a gezerah shavah, if you're deriving the law of zarshes shemes from navi it means that over here as well it'll be hennek and it means in our Mishnah it's Rabbi Shimon's opinion as he's reporting it according to his Rabbi Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva taught to liken Navi Shehidiach to uh, to zar Shemesh. Uh, you liken the two and you say it's an identical punishment. But what is that punishment? Says Rabbi Shimon. I'll tell you what the punishment is based on his opinion later on. We know that the punishment is Hanek. This Beraita, in contrast, cites the opinion of the Chachamim. Chachamim's opinion is Navi Shehidiach oh, is biskila. But they agree with Rabbi Akiva that we liken it to that we liken zar Shemesh to, to, to Navi Shehidiach. However, the punishment in their opinion as we see, saw and we cited from Daft Petit is, behe, is, is, is Beskila, not Behenik. So that's what the Gemara tells us again. Tere two authors, two rabbis from the time of the Mishnah, the aliba. The word aliba literally means on the heart of. It means following the opinion of, uh, in the words of the Gemara. They're both following and explaining Rabbi Akiva, but each has a different version. Our Mishnah, Matnitin, our Mishnah is Rabbi who maintains Hanek and Navi Valiba, Akiva, and he's following the opinion of Rabbi Akiva in comparing Navi Shehidiah to Zar Shehshimash. Beraita, our Beraita in contrast is Rabbanan, Chachamim's opinion from Daf Petet, who told us that Navi Shehidiah is punishable by Akiva, and they're following the opinion of Rabbi Akiva in transferring that over to Zar Shehshimash. Hadran alach hanisrafim Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen.